What's up, Mets fans? Live from the Seven Line headquarters out here on Long Island. Happy Friday, January 11th, 2019. I only know that because I wrote it down. I got Joe DeMeo tuning in or checking in or Skyping in, whatever you want to call it, from Connecticut. What's up, Joe? What's up, Darren? How we doing, man? We're doing all right. I'm hoping that this is working correctly. We're actually already getting some calls, but sit tight on the lines if you're trying to get through. The number is 631-388-5195 if you want to chat to Joe or myself. Lizzie will field the call. What's up, Lizzie? She can't talk yet because her microphone is off, but shout out to Lizzie, always helping out behind the scenes on the show. Are actually sitting in as a co-host from time to time, but we got Joe in Connecticut. Joe is very well versed in all things Mets, much more than myself. I'm more of the idea guy, more of the planning guy, more of the party experience, and Joe knows his stats, Joe knows his shit, and I don't know any of that stuff, so it makes a whole lot of sense for me to talk to guys like Joe every once in a while, so thanks a lot, Joe. I appreciate it. Yeah, you got it, man. Anytime. So, um, what's up? You got the day off, or it looks like you're at home. I see the nice trophy room behind you. Yeah, yeah, I get every other Friday off. It's a, it's a pretty sweet gig that I have at work. So every other Friday I'm off, so it ain't too bad. And I get the weekends off. So, so do you every go other weekend is a long weekend. So do you go extra hard on Thursday night because Thursday is your Friday or what? Man, my age starts with a three now. I don't go extra hard anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so let's circle back then. I mean, I don't know if people want to get into New Year's plans, but when you hit the 30s, not that life hits a standstill. It's not like you're ancient, but what did you do on New Year's Eve? Uh, actually my best friend had a party. He just recently got a house a few months back. And so just a group of all of our close friends, we got together at his house, had some food, uh, threw back a few beers and hung out and then, you know, watched a ball, watched drop. ball drop. So, so nothing, nothing, crazy. nothing crazy. We certainly didn't go wild, wild but, uh, yeah, we got, together. we got together. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, house parties are always good. Save a couple bucks, too. You're not out there yeah. blowing it yeah. on, like, $15 uh, vodka clubs in New York City. But um, So a lot's been going on with the Mets, as you know, as a lot of people at home obviously know. I pulled up a tweet that you just put up a little bit ago, a couple minutes ago, actually, with all of the moves, because the Mets have been very active this offseason. And I said this a couple times during our streams, and I, I don't want to, um, you know, kick Sandy on the way out, but I feel like, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, do you think this offseason would have gone the way it has if Sandy was still in the chair, or do you think that things maybe changed since, Brand, uh, since Brody took the reins? Oh, I, I don't think things would be the same at all. I Actually, there was an article on Forbes that I read a couple days ago that said from when Brody got hired on October 30th through January 8th, so that's not counting the last couple moves that he made, Brody made more moves in that time than Sandy Alderson, Andy Alderson made, made from, from beginning of offseason off to January 8th in the last, in the last three off-seasons off combined. combined. That's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Brody, Brody, I mean, I mean at, if, nothing if nothing else, Brody's, Brody's a man of his word. He came and he, he, came said, and he said he wasn't going to be afraid, he was going to be active, and by a long shot the Mets are most the most active team in all of Major League Baseball this offseason but to you does it seem like he's making moves for the sake of moving them or is he really trying his best to build a team that could win now because I know that you were pretty big on Kalanick uh and Justin yeah. Dunn and, and when those guys were part of the piece part of the puzzle to get Cano and um and uh Edwin here from the Mariners was that something that really I don't know. Did it rub you the wrong way, or did you know understand that prospects don't always pan out? I guess both, really. Uh, it, it rubbed me the wrong way because I think Kelnick is so good, and I like and Justin I like Justin Dunn. Dunn. But but I also I also understand, understand that Robinson Cano is an all star. Edwin Diaz, Diaz was, the was the best closer in baseball last year. Last year. So he, so he, he, he made he's making moves to win. Has he, Has gone, he gone all the way towards winning? winning? I, don't I don't think he's all the way there yet. The but the Mets are significantly better today than they were before Brody took over. And, and one, one of the main focuses that, he's, that had he's had was depth. depth. He, really he really wanted to upgrade the depth. depth. And he made, and he made little the little trades, trades uh, last, last week with Keon Broxton, with J.D. Davis, Davis, and, and uh, train, train Kevin Ploiecki to get Walker Lockett. So, so one, of the, one of the bigger issues that, that I think we can all say outside of the everyday lineup last year was depth. If anyone got hurt, they were kind of screwed. So he really put an emphasis on upgrading depth in the organization, in the upper minors, slash being ready to be on the major league bench now. Yeah, I mean, if I look at this list, I'm just looking at your tweet again from the, who the Mets dished out to uh, get the the receiving end of Robinson Cano, Edwin Diaz, 
Keon Broxton, J.D. Davis, Cody Bowenek, if I'm saying that right, Walter Lockett, and Sam Haggerty, plus $20 million in cash. Uh, if you look at the, the trade list, who kind of hits you the hardest? Uh, is any of these guys, besides, you know, Kalanick and Dunn, which you just talked about, I'm not really heartbroken on Jay Bruce not being on the team or Swarzak. Who else? Who else no on this list is really <laughs> – no, nobody? You're, you weren't really – um, Jay Bruce and Swarzak, no one's heartbroken about those guys. <laughs> right. Well, no, I mean, you, you know, it's yeah. we want yeah. if you circle back, you know, what was it last yeah. February when the Mets decided to bring Bruce back? I mean, it was the back pages of the paper. People were excited yeah. about it. Um, but now that he's gone, he's gone. It's a, you know, it's a new yeah. page and it's a new leaf, you know? Yeah, a couple of the prospects, Luis Santana, he's he's young, but he showed extreme good contact skills. He's a smaller second baseman type, but he was in the low minors, so at the end of the day, if you're trying to win, I can understand trading people from the low minors. And Santana's one that I think has a chance to come back to bite him, but that would be years down the road. You know what I forgot to do? I forgot to tell the people at home, which if you were watching our Instagram live a little while ago, I showed off these new pennants that we got in. I don't know if you saw them yet, Joe, but um, yeah. the pennants got delivered today. And what we're doing, if you're watching the live stream, either on Facebook Live or Periscope slash Twitter right now, if you share the show and uh, tell your friends you're watching the Seven Lines live stream. At the end of the show, we're going to pick one person at random on both Facebook and Periscope Twitter to win one of these pennants for free. You can just tell us whichever one you want. we got four of them. They're going to be coming out next week for $12 a piece or all, th all four for the price of three. So you get a little discount there. we got the Seven Line Army one. we got the Straight Outta Queens. we got the New York 87, which a lot of people are confused. They only use this script in 87. And the NYC flag, which has been wildly popular for us uh, as a flag and also a shirt and, and decals. But if you're watching the show right now, share it on Facebook, retweet it if you're watching on Twitter, and you'll be automatically put in the running. So, yeah, the Mets have been making moves and turning some heads. And, um, you know, it almost seems like when we're told the Mets are done, something else happens. And you actually tweeted last night. I think I have it up here. Jim, Jim Duquette was on Mets Hot Stove. I'm reading your tweet here. Um, the team is likely done with any big moves. Might see another complimentary piece or two. But then you added in, you're frankly not ready to say Brody's done. I think he's always active even when everyone else is saying he's done and something happens. So I feel like it, a lot of these guys, a lot of these, these beat guys and um, you know people who cover the team, not that they were fooled, but I feel like this Jed move that happened last night was out of nowhere. Yeah, I, I honestly think that the new regime is doing a better job of not having leaks come out where everything is rumored. Because for the last seemingly three moves, it seemed like the, everyone said, the Mets are done adding players of consequence. You know, we might get some depth pieces here and there. And then, bam, Jed Lowry happens. So at, at this point, I'm not prepared to say that Brody is done doing things. I'm would not either. Shock, would it shock me if he was done with something big? No, it wouldn't shock me because he did he did do a few things. But at the end of the day, the payroll now is basically last year's payroll. So that that's a credit to Brody that he was able to improve the team while maintaining payroll kind of where it was. I mean, we all we all know yeah, where we live. Sandy struggled with. Yeah, we all know where we live. We all know who the team is that we follow. And you know, you're vocal about it on, about it on Twitter. Um, we would love for the payroll to go up. This is New York. Um, so a guy like um, Machado or Harper should have been in, in the conversation for, for the Mets. But unfortunately, they're not really. Um, it's looking like, or you know, the reports came out this morning, I don't know how true it is or how close they are to making the deal, but uh, the Nationals might be getting Harper to stay or come back, and it looks like Machado might be going to the Phillies. Am I right? That's a possibility. I mean, ultimately, it, it's kind of sickening when you think about that. These 26-year-old superstar players have two to three teams in on them. It's it's ridiculous. Teams teams are now like embracing spending less, and fa and they're kind of brainwashing their fans into thinking that it's okay, and it, and, and it isn't. Right, and it's right. gonna it's gonna cause issues down the line. The next CBA ends after 2021, and if this stuff continues down this path. Don't be shocked if there's a strike or a lockout and like something's going to happen because players are pissed because I mean, I remember hearing maybe it was on Mets hot stove during the winter meetings that one of the guys said that they heard from an agent who agent met, who with, met the with the team about, about a pertinent free agent and they were talking about how much they like the guy and they're like, but maybe we'll get back to you in like February with an offer. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's, not, that's, that's not how baseball used to be. Well, like, what about last year? Uh, didn't they have to open yeah. up the special camp for all the guys yeah. that weren't signed yet? And they might have to do it again this year. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's really not any better. It's a shame that so many teams are not in on these guys. Mets, obviously, since this is you know a Mets thing. The Mets should, should have been on one of these guys, whichever one they preferred, but they're not. And all, all these others can afford it. Uh, you know, these guys are so rich, and and revenue is coming in at like an all-time record high. They got they sold a Bam Tech to Disney, all revenue sharing for all this stuff. It, it's at an all-time high. These teams can afford these guys. They're ju- they're just choosing not to, and and it's it's kind of it kind of sucks for the game. Yeah, Disney and Amazon rule the world. Uh, yeah. well, I heard what's his name from Amazon might be getting divorced. His wife's gonna be worth like yeah, seventy million dollars. Yeah, crazy. Oh, 70 billion. Crazy. I'm sorry, not, not million. Yes. Billion. That's unbelievable. Yeah, uh, it's crazy. Whenever I hear billion to million, I always think of uh, the social network when they're they're out at that <laughs> nightclub. He's like, you know what's cool? A billion dollars, billion not a million. Dollars. So yeah. let's talk about um, you know dollars and cents here, and more importantly, a grade. If you had to give a grade to Brody, I put this up last night after the latest acquisition to give Brody a, a grade. A, 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 well, there, was, there wasn't A, B, C, or a, B, C, uh, D, or F here, because there's just not enough options. So I did A or A+, plus, A- minus or B+, plus, B or B-, minus or C or worse. I don't know if you saw the results, but C or worse only got 5% of the vote and almost 4,000 okay. voters. So Mets okay. fans, at least who follow the seven-line account or, or who decided, decided to vote on this, all say in the B range or better, which I'm frankly shocked if you would have asked this question in december like what do you think or or maybe even you know november what do you think the mets are going to do this offseason it wouldn't be overwhelmingly positive no of course not and and i don't blame them because they're sort of you know trained to that because kind of the way it was done before nothing against sandy alderson i loved sandy i thought he did a great job and he brought us to the world series which was you know something that doesn't really happen around here too often yeah but certainly people went in with an attitude of this agent guy, what's he going to do? And you know what? There is no denying in my eyes that the Mets are a significantly better team today than they were when the season ended. Is there more work that may need to be done? Yeah, I, I think that's possible. But all in all, as currently constructed, they're they're set up to be a contender. And so I put them in that B-plus range. But if, like you said before a few minutes ago, if Harper goes back to Washington, if Machado goes to Philly, they might need the, they might need to do more. And yeah, I yeah. think they need. So you you don't want to be reactive per se to moves. Being proactive is generally better, which is kind of what Brody's done. He's been out in front of the first big trade, out in front of the relief market, out in front of the catchers market. He is determined who he wants, and he just goes and gets them. Well, you um, you would land right there in the range of the B plus. That was fifty one percent of the vote. So. Between A minus and A plus, that's sixty-one percent of the voters. So that's that's wow. you know that's extremely positive. So Brody yeah. should be be happy for that, and the Mets yeah. should be happy too. They, I mean, they brought in a guy that actually did what he said he was going to do. So yeah. that's uh, that's always nice to see. But uh, let's go to the line. We have our first caller. Hold on, if this is uh, going to echo for a second, let me fix this. Uh, all right, yeah, I think that I think that works. But uh, our caller has. His computer is very loud or something. Hey, Kevin. Hello, Kevin, are you there? Yes, I am. Uh, what's up, Kevin? How you doing? How you doing, Darren? I'm doing all right. So uh, you're our hello, first... Joey and hello, Lizzie. You're... <laughs> what's you're... up, Kevin? You're our first caller for this new high-tech system we got here. So uh, let's see if it works. Uh, hit us with something, Kevin. What do you got? Uh, I, was, uh, I, I, I like the way the trades are going. Uh, I just uh, hope that uh, McNeil is in the mix. He will be. He... You know, to, to keep him. Yeah, I don't think I don't think McNeil's going anywhere, but I think the playing time is going to be significantly Limited. decreased now that Jed's here because now they got a lot of infielders. the The infield stacked. We we got a lot of depth on the infield now. But what do you think about that, uh, Joe? What do you think uh, McNeil's role is going to be? Uh, he's going to be the super utility left-handed bat, and frankly, I think you better, better get used to that outfield glove because he, he's going to have to play some outfield. There's there's no denying that he's 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 going to have to be versatile. So trust me, Jeff McNeil will get plenty of at bats. You don't have to worry about that. It's just a matter of where they are and and that he, yeah, he yeah, can yeah. play all over, so that's beneficial to him. All right, Kev, thanks for the call. All right, see you guys. Uh, spring training. Absolutely. 
Yeah, so, you know, a lot of people fell in love with um, McNeil last year, rightly so. He, he, he proved a lot of people, not, not really proved people wrong, but people thought that it was going to just be like the, um, you know, a few, a few hot weeks there. It wouldn't have been able to translate towards the rest of the entire season. Um, what do you think this guy can do for a full 162, though? I think he probably played a little over his head, but he, but frankly, he's hit everywhere he's ever gone. Health has really been a problem for McNeil, which I guess fitting that he's in the Mets organization, but health, health has seemingly been his problem throughout his whole minor league career. So if he's kind of in a part-time role where he plays here and there and at different spots, I, I think you're going to get a very useful player. He can hit lefties. He can hit righties. He contact hitter. He'll play again. He'll hit against the shift. He, he's the kind of guy that you want on your team that he's the kind of he's like a Ben Zobris, so to speak. I, I think that's kind of how they look at him. So I know you got your opening day tickets. Uh, you got the early uh, yeah. the early pre-sale there with the seven line. Um, yeah. But the the public sale went up today at noon, I guess a little over an hour ago. And we're, we're getting Did they go two minutes. I don't know. Super quick. The way it works is kind of like movie tickets. You put them in your cart and then they're yours until you have like 10 minutes to sign out or whatever to check out. So. Uh, the last I checked with, I don't have direct access to see those things. I have a, a middleman at the Mets who, who fills me in cause it's not our sale. It's Mets.com. Um, you know, we do all the fulfillment as far as the jerseys are concerned for the season ticket members. But anyway, that's besides the point, but we're getting a lot of emails. So if you missed out, I'm sorry. Um, opening day tickets are very hard to come by and we even dropped the limit. Our normal limit is four tickets for an outing. We dropped it to two. Uh, we had 242 tickets available, and they're now gone. So uh, sorry if you missed out. Try to join us in May. Our second game of the season is going to be that 1969 reunion on that Saturday game. So try to join us for that. We'll, we'll send you guys the details soon if you're on our mailing list. If not, you should probably join that. Um, but let's transition a little bit. Something happened last week that we all knew was going to happen, even though they didn't want to announce it for whatever reason. David Wright is officially, I guess, retired. They haven't really put the stamp on anything yet. Um, but I think it was more of an insurance thing and just coming to a settlement was the hard part. So last year, when his, it was his last game of the year, or last game of, of his career, they didn't really ever use the word retirement. Um, and this week, it came out that he is now set to join the front office. What do you think of the move, Joe? I mean, it, it, it was important to get him off the 40-man roster. At the end of the day, he was physically unable to play, and that's kind of the term they had to use in order to be able to work something with the insurance company. Because if you retire, if you fill out that paperwork, you literally have to sign paper, then you give up all your money. And frankly, David Wright shouldn't have had to give up all of his money. Right. So I, I had no problem with kind of how it worked out. It took a little longer than I thought for the insurance settlement, but they worked it out. They should save some payroll this year, which I think was part of how Jed Lowry kind of came, came into fruition and maybe some stuff still to come. But I, David's an invaluable source to this organization, and being the special assistant or whatever whatever the technical title is, it, it's just going to be a guy to just another guy for Brody to bounce ideas off. And David knows guys in the game, so I, I, I think he could be invaluable to the team in that way. Absolutely, and and uh, yeah. you know we we text back and forth about a, a random things, and we were saying that um, you know having Brody here, I don't know if maybe it was discouraged in the past, but. For whatever reason, Jeff Wilpon went out to the GM meetings. David Wright went out to the GM meetings, uh, the winter meetings. Uh, not the GM. You know what I mean, the winter meetings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, that's something we haven't really seen before. I feel like Jeff is always kind of like behind the scenes. And Mets Police actually wrote a blog, I think it was like a month ago or something. If, he, if, if Jeff really wants to change the perception he has with the fans, he really needs to put himself out there a little bit more. And, you know, everyone wants the, the Wilpons to spend more. That's, you know, goes without saying. Every, you know, you read any comments, it's, it's what they write. It's what the fans write. Uh, and you and I both agree that we would want them to spend more as well. But you can't make people spend money that's not yours. So um, do you think that having Jeff more visible would change people's or fans' perception of, of the Wilpons in general? I think so. I think if he made himself visible and spoke, because I think one of the big problems, at least from what I see, outside of simply the fact that you know the fans are just going to scream that they don't spend enough money, this is New York, blah, blah, blah. Outside of that, I think a lot of people just don't like that they're hidden. Like they hear nothing from these guys. They're hidden. They don't know what they're thinking, what their what their mindset is. And I think that's I think that would definitely change some perspective if they came out and they spoke. Hey, 
we have intentions to do this, how much we want to win. It, it's not like they have to come out and say, we're going to spend $180 million on the team this year, guys. Don't worry, it's coming. They just have to come out and say, look, we're serious about contending and consistently keep your face out there where fans can reach out to you. Yeah, that's what Mets police wrote. He said uh, he suggested that Jeff comes and sits with the Severline Army one day. I don't know how well that would go over. Um uh, well, You'd have to protect him, I think. <laughs> well, the mayor came down. When, when de Blasio came down, I mean, he got a little bit yeah. of an earful, but I think it's kind of expected. I think when if Jeff or anyone puts themselves out there, you're going to get some hecklers, and you know, it all just depends on how you react to it. But you know, de Blasio, I think he was also the mush. It was, a, yeah. it was that wild card game, and then the Mets lost, so let's all just blame de Blasio. Yeah. He doesn't have a great reputation anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so speaking again about that whole David Wright situation – and uh, Bryce Harper, let's talk about that, because I posted something uh, the 8th, so a few days ago on Twitter, about a crazy theory that probably isn't happening. And this all stems from, to be completely honest with you guys, uh, a direct message I got on December 21st. We're actually out at the Seven Line Christmas dinner, which I'm, we missed you. I'm sorry you didn't make it, Joe. Yeah. Um, and I got a, an anonymous direct message from a faceless account with a very elaborate paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs about this big plan and theory about why or how Bryce Harper will become a Met, which I'm not going to make it public because who knows if, if any of it has a lot of truth to it. So I'm not going to really dish out or spill the tea, as they say on uh, Housewives there, about all the information here that was in that direct message. But they had it down to, like, the minute. Like, David Wright got a call at 11.59 p.m., yada, yada, yada. <laughs> I don't know how this person would know any of that stuff, but basically, long story it's short is... Yeah, the um, the tweet I put up the other day, it says crazy theory that's probably not happening, which also uh, Mets gal, not Mets gal, Mets chick, you know Mets chick? This girl, Mets yeah, chick, yeah. she writes a blog, and I guess she also wrote a similar theory back in December. So um, it's really not even anything that is that far-fetched. I feel a lot of people probably had the same theory. But anyway, Wright and Jeff flew to the winter meetings to meet with Harper in a secret meeting, which we know there was some type of secret meeting out there. Not, maybe not with Jeff, but there was some type of secret meeting with Harper. They yeah. talked about Wright and the Mets coming to a settlement soon. The money coming off the books would go towards signing Harper and making him the new face of the Mets. Um, I think you actually replied to this tweet saying that... Um, you know, besides the last couple sentences, it's not that far-fetched that they did fly out there to meet Harper. Do you think that actually sure. happened? Do you think they were ever in the talks with him? I wouldn't be surprised if they had a meeting, but I'd be very surprised if it went really far beyond that meeting because I'm sure once Scott Boris said, oh, you, you want him to be the new uh, face of the Mets, $350 million will be uh, where we're starting. And then I think Jeff was like, oh, look at the time. I think I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, I could you could take yeah. an anonymous uh, Twitter DM with a grain of salt. But, sure. I, I mean, it's not that far-fetched. And I think that having David Wright out there, just to I, – I, I wouldn't put it past them to to kind of woo him a little bit. And, and uh, you know, David Wright, it's been, it's been said that he was the first to call some guys, or most guys, when he yeah. was the captain. He'd All call the first guy, like, hey, come on over, or, you know, welcome to the team yeah. type of thing. And David Wright always goes the extra mile. So yeah. now that – you know, he probably, of course, knew that he was going to take this front office position back during the meetings. This wasn't like it just landed yeah. on his lap on Monday. Right. So uh, who knows? Maybe they're trying to build that up. But if hey, if Harper signs right. today in, in D.C., then this is all squashed. But um, yeah. a lot of people write when when you write about Harper being a Met or I do or Matt Cerrone or whoever saying, you know, we really want the Mets to go after Harper. We either get laughed at, say we're crazy. They want to know what kind of drugs we're taking, but how <laughs> much of a realistic chance do you think it is after last night's move? You know, they're spending $20 million on uh, Lowry. Yeah. How much is left and can they actually go and get this done? Do you think in your honest opinion, are we just dreaming here or is it possible? Yes. <laughs> no, we're dreaming. We're dreaming. But we, we, we might as well keep doing it until he signs somewhere else. Yeah. Um, as far as pay payroll flexibility, I, ha I have to imagine there's some room to work. I mean, they came out, Brody Van Wagenen at the Wilson Ramos press conference straight up said, there's real money still to spend. And what real money means, I'm sure, is determined uh, based on each person's opinion. But yeah. at, with the payroll currently being basically what it was last year, I have to imagine there's got to be some room to add some more, whether that's if they want to upgrade in the outfield and kind of really make Juan Ligaris and Keon Broxton depth, 
or do they go for more starting pitching depth or do they add another reliever that can make some kind of an impact because at the end of the day it's still it, it's late but it's still early a m- there's a month until spring training give or take yeah so there's a lot of time and every time brody takes like two or three days without doing something i'm kind of like what's he up to he's got to be up to something because he's he's moving it seems every other day <laughs> yeah 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 so um sorry liz i was just reading a note from lizzie i guess some people at home the 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 stream might be freezing for them for a second i don't know we got a lot going on here in the background i might be able to close some things out here and, and speed it up but uh, we're also going to put this up as a podcast afterwards, so if you're listening or watching live and you missed something or you caught on late, definitely check out the, uh, the replay. It's going to be under the Orange and Blue Thing podcast for now, uh, but we don't really have a name for whatever this is. We just kind of hang out and go live every once in a while. So check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, all that stuff. But if you want to give us a call, 631-388-5195, and also share the show. If you're watching, you will be put in the running to win a free pennant of your choice uh share on facebook or retweet if you are watching on twitter let's go back to the phones still there miller whoa yep i still am we have miller in pa what's up miller how you doing hey man i'm doing well how about yourself today we're doing all right so what you got so i got a question uh obviously there's been a lot of talk about bryce harper coming to the mats it would be like a home run basically for him to be there but i feel like the, why not go get carlos gonzalez um he's a free agent He's sitting out there, basically. You could probably get him on a two-year deal around 17 or $18 million, very similar to the Jed Lowry deal. And his numbers are just as serviceable over the last three years. He actually hits very well against NLA East teams um, and is pretty productive. Any kind of thoughts from uh, you or Joe on that? Thank you for your time. Thanks a lot, Miller. Sure. Yeah. I like Carlos Gonzalez. I've always liked him. I think the issue is the Mets are a little left-handed in the outfield. And I don't know if their if their direction, if they go get another outfielder, if their direction would be another left-handed hitter. Um, I, I think with Nimmo and Conforto and then McNeil's going to probably have to play some outfield. That's a whole bunch of left-handedness out there. So I would think if they do go for another outfielder, it would likely be a right-handed option. But, yeah, Carlos Gonzalez is a good player, and I've I've – He's a guy I've always thought would be a good fit for the Mets at some point in time. So the Mets can only make one more move this offseason. You don't have to name a player, but uh, what I'll position? Name I'll name a player. All right, sure. Name a player. One more move besides Harper. A.J. Pollock. Yeah, okay. I knew you were going to say that. A.J. Pollock, he's, he's been my guy from the beginning of the offseason because I kind of dismissed Harper, dismissed Machado kind of from day one. A.J. Pollock's the kind of guy that I think, especially now with the way they put this team together with so much depth and kind of strong all around the injury risk with AJ Pollock is a little mitigated. If they signed him as their lone, you know, big bat and they were kind of reliant on him, then I think that could be more of an issue because he obviously has a history of injuries, but with Ligaris and Keon Broxton behind him and the additions of Cano, Wilson Ramos and Jed Lowry, I think a guy like AJ Pollock fitting in could be that guy that if you do run into health with him, he can be a guy that can put you over the top. So I love A.J. Pollock. He plays high-quality defense in center field. He steals bases. He can hit for power. And he's from Connecticut. So that, that's, a, that's another plus. Looks your brownie points from you. So I got a guy that's on the right. screen here who we thought was going to be making a comeback with the Mets. We actually never thought he'd be uh, sniffing the major leagues ever again. That is Henry Mejia. Um, He's actually doing pretty well right now. I, I don't know what league he's playing in, but he's doing good yeah. things out there and, and pitching well. Do you think it's a possibility the Mets ever bring him back? I mean, if we're going to address the bullpen more, you'd think maybe a lefty or they should be going after a lefty. But does Mejia ever make it back to the bigs? And if so, is it with the Mets? Unless there's something going on with MLB, I don't, I don't know why the Mets released him in the first place. Unless there's something where MLB kind of cleared him, but there's still some more things he needs to go through, and the Mets just didn't want to bother at the time. Yeah, I follow I, him. I, I follow him on Instagram, and I don't, I don't speak Spanish or, or I can't read it. And a lot of the things actually don't translate. Sometimes it has a button where you can translate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, he's still doing. Oh, oh, that was way too loud. But he's still doing his thing. He's still moonwalking off the field. It's, it's great. Yeah. I love it. And that, that brings I, up. I, I love it. Well, yeah, and that brings up the, um, the video that I posted or retweeted a couple days ago. You saw it with uh, what's his name, going yard and kneeling down and jumping around and going oh, yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
What's your yeah. take on that? If that is that a, that's that was a little over the top. I probably don't want to see that happen every day. But I think that if you read the replies of people who hated that, they were typically, as far as their profile photos are concerned, a little bit on the older side, which is you know that's baseball's an old sport. It's a very diverse crowd. Sure. Um, but in the nature of the sport growing and adding more youth to the fan bases, I feel like this is a good thing. The you- more fun we have in baseball, the better. If you get a second, take a look at uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. His bat flip from last night. That was he threw the bat to the moon, basically. I didn't uh, see it. I got I got to check that out. Yeah, yeah, the Dominican Summer League or Venezuelan Summer League, which are, which uh, uh, Winter League. Wow, not summer. But uh, yeah, I, I have no problem with it. I think celebration, expressing yourself. I think, I think that's a good thing, and I think it's going to help kind of bring some of the youth back into the game. And yeah, and you know what? Look, look, look at Keon Broxton. Like, uh, that highlight of him robbing that home run. I love it. How I, juiced up he got. Like, yeah, I love that, it. That's the kind of stuff I want to see. I want players to be excited. I don't need emotionless dudes out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I love the emotion of the of the booth. You know, whoever does the Spanish calls, even in soccer, yeah. and just yelling and going crazy, oh. it's great. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I, Lizzie hears yeah. me. I'm in the next room listening to these replays, reciting whatever they're saying, and I have no idea what they're saying. It's great. I well, love you're it. Juiced up anyway. I'm all pumped up. But um, <laughs> uh, the replies here, there was like 278 likes and a bunch of replies. And what I noticed or what I liked about it, um, Glendon Rush chimed in, and I thought that he was talking shit because he put like the eyeballs there yeah. with like the the shocked face. And I wrote back, you know, to be fair, your your profile photo is Kenny Powers, so clearly you <laughs> like a little bit of extra flair behind your players. And he actually replied that and he's he, a pitcher. Yeah, yeah, and he's a pitcher, which I like that he chimed in. And he yeah. replied that he loves the pimping the pimping of home runs. We as pitchers usually make a bad pitch, so live with the pimping qu- consequences. Kenny Powers yeah. approves, uh, but a lot of pitchers. I mean, he's he's not, I wouldn't say he's old school, but he's been out of the league for a while. If this happens today. Um, and then Syndergaard is up there throwing behind his back or throwing at him. The yeah. the pitcher kind of has to live with the consequences too for retaliation. I mean, you can't sure. let guys go out there and just head hunt and try to you know you can end a guy's career with one bad you know hit to the yeah. head or whatever, which is not what you want to do. But it's right. I guess the the pitchers as well would have to then kind of hold back from retaliating while they let the the batters kind of just you know not make a mockery of them, but. It, do a little bit of over-the-top celebrations, which, again, like you said, anything that's fun is good for baseball. And, hey, the, the best retaliation is to strike him out the next time he's up. Right, Hitting him right. doesn't do anything. Then you put him on base, and he could score another run on you. Speaking <laughs> of in fact, in fact, the guy that dropped to his knee, yeah, uh, yeah. I saw a video just before we came on. The next game, they were throwing at him. <laughs> well, you know what? I, that's, yeah. And that's part of the game. And I guess he was ready for it or he accepted it, you know? Yeah, um, yeah let, he just walked the first. <laughs> let's talk about this tweet yesterday because uh, Howard Megdal, I think is his last name, Megdal Megdal, yeah. uh, screenshot my tweet and said, like, this is what's wrong with the Mets fan base these days. I didn't reply. I wasn't trying to get involved in any kind of beef yesterday. But where was the tweet? I'm trying to find it now. It was um, – I wrote something like "Let's go White Sox" or something like that, and that and he didn't like that. I did too. Yeah, he didn't like that. He said that this is that's that's wrong. Um, but I got a reply from some some guy. I can't remember his name. I think maybe you replied to him as well. And he said we shouldn't worry about where these guys end up. Let's just worry about our own team, which I I get. It's like saying you know your girlfriend broke up with you. You don't want them to date your friend. Like move on type of thing. But why would you want to face? Uh, Machado or times. Harper 19 times a yeah. year. It, it's, it should be out of the You should want the NLEs to suck. You should want to – obviously, you want the Mets to be the best team they could be every year, year after year. Yeah. But you also want the other guys to suck because you got to beat them right. the most. It's such backwards thinking for yeah. someone to say, oh, I don't care where he ends up. You should want these guys nowhere near the National League East. Yeah, you should want them the furthest away possible. I want Bryce Harper to go to L.A. I want – Manny Machado to go to the White Sox. I want them nowhere near. I don't need to face them 18, 19 times a year, whatever it is. And that, that's what I'm with you. So I said, let's go White Sox too. So I, I don't get it. I don't get why people wouldn't want, w- would want more competition. Well, I guess me and you, in, in Howard's eyes, uh, you and I, and anyone, anyone who thinks that way is, uh, is what's wrong with the Mets fan base. So anyway, uh, what's up, Howard? Um, all right, let's get to the phones. I'm pretty sure this is Mark Healy. Is this Mark Healy? Hello. 
Mark, are you there? Hello? I'm here. Is this Mark Healy? Yes, it is. Hey, Mark, how you doing? So this is Mark Healy. He's gonna be, are you going to be on the State of the Mets panel? Yes, I am. I moderate the State of the Mets panel, yes. Awesome. So Mark's talking about the QBC. It's next Saturday, the Queens Baseball Convention. I don't know what year this is. One year got canceled because of a snowstorm, and I know a lot of people were angry about that, like Keith and Dan can control the weather. But uh, Mark's going to be out there. So is our, uh, our own Joe DeMeo is going to be moderating a panel as well. Which one are you doing, Joe? I'm, I'm at, that was in the works, but unfortunately, I'm only do, I'm doing only State of the Mets, so I'll be hanging out with Mark. Oh, cool. And then maybe just hanging out with you. Yeah, awesome. All right, Mark, so what's what's going on, Mark? Nothing. I, you know, I, I've been uh, tweeting with you guys over the years. Obviously, uh, Joe is uh, was part of the State of the Mets panel last year, and uh, is the guy that I always go to when I'm trying to find out about prospects. So there was a lot written about Obviously, the Jed Lowry, the Wilson Ramos, the uh, all these guys that are being imported. And I guess one of the concerns I have, I, this is one concern I have. I have one concern, and we'll talk about it, of course, at the QBC. Uh, but, you know, A, is Mickey Calloway going to be able to find playing time for all these guys, number one? And how is he going to figure that out? And then the second thing is, is that, and I was kind of talking about this on Twitter with Joe last night, I still think there's too many infielders here. I, I think that there's, gonna, there's a move coming. I don't have any sources that would indicate that, but, you know, Darren, I have a feeling that, uh, and Joe, I have a feeling that there's another deal in the works, and it's a deal for a, for a uh, Joe said no last night, but I, I, the more I think about it, I think there's going to be a deal for an everyday outfielder, maybe a center fielder. What do you guys think about that? I, I like all the thoughts and look forward to seeing you next week, Mark. But, um, yeah, I think there are too many out infielders. And I think Mickey Calloway has certainly a lot on his plate to figure out how to make sure all these guys get enough playing time, which I think they might not be able to do, which I think could be leading to a trade, as you kind of insinuated. Maybe Todd Frazier goes. Well, I don't know. I think I, maybe Dom Smith. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the team. Dom Smith, yeah. There's, there's pieces. They have a lot of infielders on their 40-man roster. I think they have 10 infielders on their 40-man roster, and that's, that's pretty high. So I, I totally agree that there's more stuff to come, and I think it's more likely to be trades, kind of as Mark insinuated. I'm not sure if there's a, what everyday outfielder there is out there to acquire. Uh, it, it's not that public, but you know what? Half of Brody's moves have been things that no one saw coming. So it, it could just all of a sudden at Mets will tweet, hey, welcome so-and-so to the Mets. And it'll be like, oh, crap, didn't see that one coming. Yeah. So, no, it, it won't shock me at all. I, I, I definitely think there's more to be done. Well, it's the kind of thing, too, when they make a move like last night, when the news is broken to us, it's probably also broken to the, the existing players. And everyone's probably like, oh, shit, am I, am I on the yeah. way out the door, you know? Uh, I'd be worried if I was Todd Frazier personally. That's who. That, if I were Todd Frazier, that's the person I would be most worried because he, you know, you know I see. Around, I, I, you know, I disagree, then, guys, because I think the guy that has to be worried, and and you know, and I, I that's one of the reasons I called in is because the, the first uh, I think it was Kevin, the first caller when he called in about Jeff McNeil, and you guys, oh, don't worry about it. Jeff McNeil's going to get playing time. I think out of all those guys, he has the highest value. He makes the least amount of money. He has the highest upside. Uh, you know, of, of the extra guys. I mean, does Todd Frazier have upside? What are you really going to get? Plus, he makes money. So, you know, I could see them packaging a guy like McNeil with maybe an arm, you know, maybe an arm from somewhere, and then maybe, uh, you know, then maybe a Ligaris who has more value than a, than a um, you know, than a, than a Todd Frazier at this point. And maybe that's where... You know, the track of Jeff McNeil is the guy I'd be worried about. If I'm Jeff, Jeff McNeil, I'm like, wait a minute, why did they bring in Jeff Lowry? Right, right, right. <laughs> no, Aren't I, I a younger right. version of him? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I, I also think for the very reason that you said why McNeil would be valuable would in the trade market would be a reason why the Mets should keep him. Well, yeah, I mean, if you remember, too, uh, you know, a guy's name that was on the board for a lot of moves that were coming up or, you know, rumors or, or speculation about trades, even when we were talking to Florida, McNeil was kind of on the board for everyone. Everyone wanted a piece of McNeil. So yeah, that's, that's why I'm that's why I feel like, yes, I mean, look, I, I don't want to see him go anywhere. The kid was, you know, great for us last year. He did a lot of great stuff. I love the fact that he hit with runners in scoring position. That's a big deal for me. I know it's not a big deal for everybody else, but it's a big deal for me. Um, I like guys that produce, 
when there's, you know, ducks in the mud. But I think at the end of the day, and guys, I'm looking forward to seeing both of you guys. You're doing a great job today. Um, I, I just think if I'm Jeff McNeil, I'm a little worried about where I'm going to be playing baseball in 2019. All right, Mark. Well, we look forward to seeing you next week at QBC. Thanks for calling. Yeah, Mark. We'll see you. Anytime, guys. Take care. I love Mark. And I like that yeah. when you can dish it to him. Yeah, and you could dish it to Mark on Twitter, and then he'll give it right back. I was giving him shit. Not really giving him yeah. shit, but he was, you know, one of the guys who was like, I'm never going to City Field ever. And then, you know, 2015 happened, and, uh, you know, things change, and people – I think he broke his his uh, pact. I think that was 2015. He broke yeah. his pact and came back to the ballpark. I, I still want him to cheer with us. So he has, still has to come to a game with us. Um, we'll talk to him next week. We'll get him in. Yeah, we should. You should come sit with us. Um, all right, so yeah, he, he, I had it on my list here to talk about QBC, but if you don't know what it is, QBC, Queens Baseball Convention, it is sold out, but I know a couple people, some things, life happens, things happen, and they can't go. So if you just scour Twitter, um, if you tweet me and you have a ticket and you can't go, I'll certainly retweet it, but try to get your foot in the door. Keith Hernandez is headlining this year, uh, along with a bunch of panels, a bunch of um, vendors. We're going to be there. Uh, doing our thing. I'm not exactly sure if we're going to be going live or doing recorded stuff again, but I got a, an all-day meeting with our video, go- video guy, Jono. He's going to be out here at the warehouse on Monday. We're going to be finally finishing up the Tailgate Hero. I don't know if you saw the trailer to that, uh, Joe, but the, the Tailgate Hero was a lot of fun. We basically filmed our own like um, trivia slash... I don't want to give too much away, but you'll see in a couple days. We're going to finish it up on Monday and hopefully release it next week at some point. So John and I are going to fish, uh, dish out some ideas back and forth to figure out what we're going to do next week in a QBC. I'm not exactly sure yet, but I know there's going to be a lot of people there. It's going to be a fun time. Weather looks a little wet. At least it's not snow. It's supposed to rain next weekend. So definitely plan ahead, pack an umbrella. You don't want to be standing outside too long before the gates open. But um, besides that, Joe, are you coming to Outing 100 in Chicago? I don't know. I, that, are, they, that, are they sold out? That They didn't even go up yet. That doesn't sound too convincing, no. though. Have you ever been to Chicago to I, watch a I, game? I, I, went, I went to Wrigley. I can't remember if it was last year or a year before, so I did go. What um, you, you think I, of the experience? I loved, I loved Wrigley. It's, it's hands down. It's my favorite ballpark. Yeah. And, you know, for me, when I pick a favorite, it's it's – it is the ballpark. It is the experience. It is the seats and the yeah, feel sure. and all that. But the neighborhood also plays a big factor in when oh, yeah. in my awesome. whole game day experience. And we all know that the area surrounding City Field is not the nicest. There's nothing really to do besides McKellar, McFadden's, or the Pine. You know, you can go check out the sites, go to uh, Flushing Meadows Park or, or things like that. But yeah. it's not a nice, really not a nice area. So hopefully that changes eventually. And you and I aren't like 80, but. Um, <laughs> Wrigleyville is second to none. Yeah. Uh, and I was actually very surprised with Denver. I always talk about Denver being up there for me as well. Denver was great as far yeah. as the atmosphere and the bars I love around. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh for me was great. Pittsburgh's great too. They closed the street down afterwards. It's yeah. great. I mean, there's so many great places to go to watch a game. And it, I almost feel bad for, like, let's say you want it, you're a Pirates fan and you come into City Field. You, you, uh, you're going to visit the family out on Long Island. You say, you know, I'm going to go ch- check out the Mets play whoever happens to be playing that weekend. They go to the game. They expect it's going to be something like their home ballpark or their home ballpark experience. And then they get off the train and they're like, this is it? This is what Flushing has to offer? I mean, no disrespect to Main Street or, you know, your favorite dumpling spot. But uh, there's not a whole lot to do over there. And, you know, we're all begging and hoping and wishing that that changes sometime soon. So, anyway, just the reason I brought that up is my call – with the Cubs is today between 4 and 5 p.m. I'm going to be sitting here staring at the phone. That's my, that's my window of, uh, of uh, the conference call time. It's almost like when, you know, the cable guy gives you like a four-hour yeah. window. Yeah. So I have a one-hour window yeah. today with the Cubs for my call for my ticket rep over there. So I really have no idea how many tickets are going to be available yet. I'm going to get as many as they possibly let me get. Uh, and then once that's hammered down today – um, it's going to be a very big check to write <laughs> to get the tickets. Um, but I will then start promoting the hell out of it because outing 100 is going to be a banger. Uh, yeah. Our first ever I'll talk away. To the girlfriend. Yeah. Talk to girlfriend she, she she's invited. She's invited. Yeah. I, I, I'm yeah. almost positive I could find some way to get you guys two tickets. So um, it's going to be great. Chicago, June 22nd, the Seven Line Army's 100th outing. Our first ever away game was also to Wrigley. That was 2013. So it's going to be a nice celebration of just the group in general, the fan base, all the people who cheer with us. It's going to be a fun time. So definitely stay tuned for that. Uh, Before I let you go, 
Joe, before I wrap this thing up. Oh, one more, one more shout out to you guys. Share the show. Share if you're watching on Facebook. Retweet if you're watching on Periscope slash Twitter. You will, you will be put in the running to win one of these pennants. They're going to come out uh, next week. They're $12 a piece or three for 36. You'd get one for free if you're not bad at math. Um, so whoever wins will get to pick one of these four. They're not available yet to the public, but you'll get yours first before them. Just share the show right now. Um, a couple things that were in the news that I want to ask you about. Not really ask you about, but have you watched Bird Box yet? I have not. You haven't. So there's a lot of these stupid challenges but coming I'm out. Very familiar. I'm familiar with all the Bird Box challenge and stuff, but I have not watched it yet. Well, I've seen, I saw one today, like some dumbass girl, like, stole her mom's car and tried to actually... Oh, yeah, and she crashed it into a yeah, bunch of it, shit, idiot. right? That, that's, an, that's a scene in the movie that it's so, st- it's so stupid, but there's a scene in the movie, and if I'm, if I'm spoiling this for you, I'm sorry, it's been out for two weeks. They yeah. blindfold themselves because the whole point of the movie is you're not supposed to look outside, that's how you go crazy. So they blindfold themselves, and they use the GPS in the car to tell them when to turn so they could drive to the supermarket. It's so stupid because they're driving into cars, they're driving over yeah. dead bodies. It's ridiculous. But uh, the reason I bring it up is Justin Turner did a bird box challenge where he had to hit a ball. Uh, you know, it was like soft toss, underhand, whatever. But I was bowling last night. It was my first night of the new bowling league I'm in. And bird I'm box, just. No, I was talking about it though. I was saying <laughs> that no bowling alley would allow this to happen. But could you picture a bird box challenge bowling where you had to bowl 10, uh, 10 frames? You don't know where the lane is, you'd, yeah. re- you'd wreck the place. I, I, I couldn't do a whole game, so I'm a bowler too. So you know, we should um, we should meet up. I, I I couldn't yeah I couldn't do a whole game I don't think. But if I kind of feel around and I feel where the ball return is, I think I might be able to <laughs> put one at least on the lane and maybe hit a pin or two. Yeah, maybe. But you'd also probably break the play. You wouldn't know if the gate's down. You like it would be a, it would be a mess. Yeah, I uh, mean, do they talk to each other? Is that kind of like how they? Like, no, they they uh, all had to be blindfolded. Oh, oh, every, everyone's blindfolded. Yeah, you have to be. You should watch the movie. Oh. It's it's right. you know it was really hyped it. up. I mean, I I gave it like a three out of four stars. It was pretty decent. So if oh, you're watching this now yeah. and you haven't seen it yet, I'm sorry that I yeah. spoiled that one scene yeah. for you. But um, yeah, Bird Box Challenge. Well, we were saying we should do the bowling one, but you have to drink a beer every frame. So you'd also have ten beers while you do the challenge. Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> that would no, be I'd something. Be, I think I'd fall. What do you bowl? What's your high? <laughs> what's your high game? Uh, two ninety nine. Two ninety nine. Yeah. Wow. I was uh, two eighty six, but last night one ninety nice. one ninety one, and the second game sucked. My uh, my the second uh, the middle finger. What's your average. I don't know. I haven't bowled enough lately. To I haven't bowled in yeah. years, but um, I don't know. Probably oh, okay. probably around uh, one eighty ish or so. But my uh, my middle finger uh, after the fingertip ball fell out during yep. practice, so I couldn't bowl with my own ball. Which sucked. Uh, so whatever. I'm boring. I remember one time my, my grip got loose and I went and I, I shot and all of a sudden I just saw my finger grip flying down the lane. <laughs> and I was like, shit. <laughs> all right. Now that we're boring everyone at home about the bowling talk. Yeah. Uh, sorry, guys. So um, again, if you're looking to join us on the road or even at home next year, definitely join the Seven Lines mailing list. We don't bother you every day with annoying sales emails. It's once in a while. We keep you guys in the loop as far as restocking is concerned or new events or on sale dates and times. But the away games and the home games typically go up three to four months prior to the date uh, of the game. So definitely get on the mailing list and be in the loop for all that. If you, if today is any example of how quickly tickets sell out, uh, you should definitely want to set alarms because they do go rather fast, especially big ones like Chicago. So join our mailing list. Um, Joe, I'll see you next weekend. Thanks for taking the time to do this little live stream. If I don't know. If, if we do this more often, we have to come up with some sort of name for the show. Yeah, well- We'll, we'll we'll put our minds together. You're the creative guy. I'll kind of leave it to you, but I'll. Uh, That's too much I'll, pressure. I'll, just, I'll, I'll say I'll say yeah. All right, Joe. Thanks <laughs> a lot, and thanks to all you guys. All right, guys. Oh, you know what? We didn't do our share contest. You know what? I always fucking forget that. All right, Lizzie. So Lizzie's behind the scenes. I'm gonna turn Lizzie's mic on for a second. Uh, Lizzie, how you doing? Hi, everyone. Uh, hi, Lizzie. Hey, there you are. Oh, she's, hi. She's not really prepared, which is no. fine. It kind of just caught her off guard there. Hello. Uh, Lizzie, can you pick someone on Facebook, please, to win some free stuff? Yes. Ooh, somebody's calling. Um, and I will take care of the Twitter. I already picked somebody. All right. I hope just, it was that random. You didn't. Just being honest. Yeah, it was at random um, because the computer was freezing, so I wasn't sure if it was my computer or their computer, but I wanted to be prepared. Okay. Uh, so I picked Randy C. Randy C. Send Randy a direct message. 
right now, and I will take care of the retweet. Elizabeth, if you want to tell me when to stop. And the three, two, one, stop. All right. Uh, Stephen Barry, at KingSteven09. I will send you a direct message right now. You win, exclamation point. Hey, Joe, before I let you go, do you want to take another call? Yeah, sure. All right, let's do it. Random? Yeah. All right, last call of the day. <laughs> What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello. They hung and up. they hung up. <laughs> oh, darn. I think it said Nick something. Yeah. So if Nick something calls back in like a second, he could be on the air. Otherwise, we'll turn this yeah. thing off. So, um, all right, brother, anything else you want to talk about? No, nah, man, just super excited for QBC next week. Uh, if you are going to QBC anyone, you now know what I look like. So feel free to come <laughs> say hi. <laughs> Have you ever thought about using your name on Twitter? My name is on Twitter. No, like, as your just, handle? Um, I, I'm not I trying to know. twist I, your arm here or anything. Yeah, I think everyone kind of knows PSL to Flushing. Yeah, I, I think the, uh, I guess the brand, so to speak, is probably best. But I, I did I, I did put my name in it. So if I tweet you, it'll, it, I think it says like Joe DeMeo. Why? Did you, you not did you not have your name on there for a while? Uh, yeah, at one point. I, early on, I was just PSL to Flushing. That was it. And I didn't even put a name at all. Did I you have a picture? At, I had a picture of the banner when I had my when I actually had my site. Oh, you're a little in- incognito. You like yeah, I, was a little in, I was a little incognito, and then uh, some people sent me some pictures from QBC last year, and I have the one I have that. Oh yeah, you look nice and sharp. You look sharp in that photo. Nice hair, fresh yeah. haircut, and everything. Yeah, I got this cut a couple days ago. <laughs> um, remember Jed Smed? You remember that account? Yes. I, yeah, I ended up meeting yeah. that guy once. He was like one of those like anonymous accounts, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Yeah. you know, he, you know, like Mets officials and all these other guys that have was, anonymous. Was he account. like a younger guy? Or was no, he, he had a guy? job that I I don't want to throw him under the bus, but he had a job oh, yeah. that he probably he shouldn't have been on Twitter all the time. Same with uh, MLB yeah. Jesus. You know, a lot of these guys right. just have Twitter accounts for fun. They shouldn't really be doing that all day. You know, their actual employers would probably be pretty angry. But all right, right. Joe. Uh, now we're just rambling. I'll see you next weekend. Yep. Thank you guys for watching. Uh, the seven line would be nothing without the fans. So thank you guys for all your support. Even just watching these streams, we have a fun time with it. So thank you for all your support. Looking forward to 2019. And Brody, if you are watching this, there is still time. Go sign Bryce Harper. Have a good one. Let's go Mets.